The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. Hello and welcome to the very first We Think Collective podcast. I am Heidi Linnebach and I'm here with Rena May. And we're so excited to finally be doing our first podcast. I know, it's here. It's happening. It's happening. Um, We've been talking about doing a podcast together for, I want to say, about six months now. We've been friends for so long. And last summer, we, I think, just Trump and the Me Too movement and all these other things that were going on in our world around us sparked a lot of conversation around some of the unique challenges that we both have gone through as women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And through that, I actually own a jewelry company called May May Jewelry. And Heidi and I were sitting down in the backyard and we're like, man, it'd be really, really nice to create a line from the start of your journey as an entrepreneur to like, yes, queen, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we actually launched a Boss Lady Jewelry Line collection in October, and we launched it obviously on our birthdays. Which mine happens to be on National Boss Day. I don't think that's an accident. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Obviously. And as we got into conversation in creating the line, we met with so many entrepreneurs and we just found that there was something missing in the market, especially for women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And we wanted to bring something new to the table. Yeah. And I think that the reason why we thought a podcast would be cool is because we felt like there was a little bit of a vacuum in the conversation that was taking place out there in the world, in the in the ether sphere, the zeitgeist or whatever, in relation to the Me Too movement that I think we both saw was a little bit concerning. For me, I felt like all of this is great, and I love that these women are going out and fighting at the front lines, the glory all reds of the world, the, the warrior women. And I was telling Rena, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough in that department because spiritually I'm not, I don't resonate with the idea of resistance. I want to be for something and about something, not against something, even though I totally get that we need the women out there fighting, and I'm super grateful for their bravery and courage in coming out. And bringing things to light. Exactly. But we kind of just were like, well, maybe we just need to be who we are and and fill our role in it. And that if things are being brought to the light and broken down and the old systems are being 
you know, going through a catharsis, then maybe, you know, our energy is better spent with our passions on building. And as entrepreneurs, I think that's just how we naturally are inclined anyway. You see something falling apart and you're like, oh, there's opportunity here. We could create something new. And so we just thought, what would be the new paradigm of business that would be created that would hold space for both the masculine and the feminine and to really put the proper amount of value on what the feminine leadership qualities are that women bring to the table. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about feminine leadership, we don't talk about necessarily male or female. Mm -hmm. We believe that, well, I definitely believe that a lot of men have great feminine qualities. And the problem that we've been seeing, especially as an entrepreneur in the market, is, for example, women were less than 3% of the venture capital funding. Right, Heidi? It was yeah, less we, than 3%? we got less than 3% Yeah, we got le- it, yeah. in 2017. Right. And we're 54% of the population. It's insanity. It, it's crazy. But we started breaking down, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. And we realized that a lot of the women that we meet, they don't want the CEO jobs necessarily. That doesn't afford them what we call hashtag freedom lifestyle. Hashtag freedom lifestyle. Freedom lifestyle. <laughs> Especially when you have a family and you have kids and you just have more responsibilities that are also really important in your life. Mm-hmm. You're not willing to sacrifice some things anymore. Yeah, it's a different socialization that I think women go through. I think, you know, not to make presumptions or that general assumptions that all men or all women are raised exactly the same way, of course. Um, But we're going to make some generalizations because why not? Um, But generally speaking, women are raised and socialized to prepare to nurture a family. And that doesn't mean, of course, that you're not a full woman if you don't have children. FYI, neither Rena nor I have human babies. We have business babies and we love them very much. (laughs) Oh, and we're the best aunts ever. Best aunt in the world. Yes. (laughs) Don't tell my sisters I said that. But But yeah, I think uh, we really just felt like there was a little bit missing in the conversation. And when we were looking at what are the reasons why women aren't in these CEO positions or whatever, I think that's a totally separate statistic. It's like less than 20% of all C-level positions in corporate America or in Fortune 500 companies are held by women, which that is really disconcerting, uh, considering that we've been at or around that number for a long time. We've really like since the 80s. And it doesn't make any sense. Women are getting more college degrees. Like we're badass. <laughs> Totally. And so we were kind of like, so what is the reason? Because we know it's not for lack of dopeness that women aren't getting into these kinds of positions or getting the VC funding. So maybe it's what Rena said, that they just don't want that same lifestyle. The the appeal isn't the same for women. Um, When it comes to the VC world, I think... There's some element of a lot of women, not they don't want to give up necessarily control or have to answer to these investors and build a whole business around nothing but the profit margins because they have a purpose to their business, which I think that's a big one, actually. Yeah. One of the things that we realize in talking to all of these women is that love capital is really, really just as important, if not more important than actual physical money capital. The heart capital. Yeah. The yeah. heart capital is everything. <clears throat> to a woman. Yeah. And that's actually a part of what made us want to start We Think Collective in the first place was just feeling like as a woman entrepreneur myself, who's had successes and failures throughout my my entrepreneurial career, I always, I had men that were entrepreneur friends that I would talk to and, 
and get inspiration from, but you were one of the first entrepreneur girlfriends that I had that I felt like I could really talk with process through, you know, different paths I was considering for my business or even investments like, oh, should I invest my money in this for this company or should I spend it over here? Or maybe even just moments when I had a lot of doubt about myself or my abilities and I just needed someone to listen and let me cry and remind me that I'm dope and awesome and that I can do it, you know? And that's the heart capital, I think, that women need. Absolutely. I believe that really, really in one thing for entrepreneurs, I think that everyone should live in their genius every day. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that sometimes your genius, you can't find it that day. There are too many other (laughs) things. There are emotions weighing it down. And when you come to We Think Collective, it's like you don't have to be anything other than who you are. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I see you and I see that greatest you and I see that genius. And that's the spirit and the magic of We Think Collective. I think as a group of women together to be seen by that many people and to see that many people, that in itself can change your entire world. Yeah. And I think that's why we've emphasized the IRL so much, um, the real life connection. Um, We both felt like there was a lot of tools and resources being marketed to us on the regular on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. P.S. I don't want to do another webinar. No webinars. Ever, ever, ever (laughs) webinar. I don't want a webinar. I don't want a freaking conference call with a thousand people I don't know. We're like, we're all halfway listening. I'm not saying those things don't have value, but for me, they just don't work. Like, it's just not my way of learning. And what was really missing from so many people we talked to across the board, this isn't even just a woman situation. This is a modern society situation, was real life community and connection. And in a city like Los Angeles, which is where we're based, it takes a lot of effort to truly foster those relationships. And I think for women, if you are also a a woman entrepreneur, um, you could put in the effort to fostering your friendships and have great, you know, female support system and, and all of that, which I, I think is one of the best things about being a woman. I love it. But sometimes your friends who aren't entrepreneurs don't really understand some of the unique challenges that you're going through. And they want to help you bless their hearts. Um, but their advice is like, babe, I just I feel like you're struggling. And it's been so hard. And you don't have insurance. Maybe you should just go get a job, you know. And it's like, that's the like you might as well just stab me in the heart. Like just <laughs> fucking stab me. That's the same thing. Yes, totally agree. I need someone who's like, you just having a bad day, girl. Go smoke a joint. Take a break. Let's talk it out. You're going to be fine. Like typically my first question is, are you PMSing? Because are you PMSing is really just an out. Like I just know to stand back and just hold space. And I'm like, yeah. Guys probably shouldn't ask that question as their first question. Yeah. This is just like tip for the guys. Um, We might be, uh, we really might be. If we seem irrationally emotional, it's highly likely that we are. Yeah. But I strongly recommend you don't ask that. What do you think they should ask, by the way? This is a little bit of a tangent, but I think this is helpful information. I, I think that mentioned with, do you need me to just pump in more love today? You know, just something like funny. Just say something like where I know you acknowledge me mm-hmm. and that you see me and you're all like, okay, because 12 hours ago, you were so loving. Why mm-hmm. this morning do you want to rip my head off? <laughs> what happened? I forgot. I just forgot. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. yeah. 
that's called one of my least favorite things about being a woman. Uh. But uh, yeah, I try to tell people like, look, we're not we're not crazy. You can't actually say we're crazy since all of us have this. So it's normal. It's yeah, not crazy. Totally. But there is at least one day out of the month. I'll speak for myself. Every woman's symptoms are different. At least one of the days of the month, I'm a little bit crazy. I'm a little cray cray. Um, so hanging out with you, it's a little <laughs> bit more than one day. Oh, okay. Burn. I'm Damn. just gonna say it's a little bit more than one day, but I get it. But she see, put me on blast. so <laughs> we, <laughs> we think collective, you can have that day. We and keep if, it real. If you need to to purge and cry for a second, we don't we don't think that you're weak. We actually think that it's dope that you're letting that out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we keep it real. So yeah. we going to call you out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so there are a lot of just things that we saw in the market that we really wanted to be like, look, I love analog. I love touching people. Okay. Not touching people. That she sounds does. weird. She loves um, it. But I just like seeing people and feeling your emotion, like face yeah. to face. Yeah. I can read your voice tonality over the phone, but it's nothing like Really s- looking in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, looking in your eyes. Windows to the soul. Yeah. On that note, let's take a little break. Let's yeah. let you guys have a minute to process all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go cry outside real quick. We'll be right back. <laughs> Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. May May Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. May May, May May, come to May May, May May, the jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect. Visit MayMayJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC Podcast for 15% off. That's MayMayJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective Podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read, or better yet, Listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Sign up for a free 30-day membership trial and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. All right. Welcome back to We Think Collective. We've shared a bit about how we started, like why we started We Think Collective, but I think we should share a little bit about what the fuck it is. (laughs) Yeah. You're probably wondering, We Think Collective, three great words together. They are. I want to point out that the we also... Women entrepreneurs. It's a little bit of an acronym. Just yeah. saying. Okay. And we didn't even mean that. But it just happened. Didn't. It just it happened. It's like a magic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we think collective is a community. And at first we thought, okay, 
Heidi and I have a space, an amazing, amazing space in Atwater Village. The, the Oasis. Yes, the east side of Los Angeles. Yeah, you guys, we have a jacuzzi, for real, for real. Yep. Uh, we so, might record a podcast from the jacuzzi one day. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. We so, might get electrocuted and die, though. <laughs> so there's we, that, but we won't. it's cool. All right. We won't. <laughs> so we have this amazing space, and honestly... We asked ourselves, well, what would we want to do in it every day? And what we want to do is be surrounded by dope women entrepreneurs who are creating the magic that lives inside of them as their art for a living. Yeah. How cool would that be? Like, it's awesome. You're surrounded by creators working every day, business artists. Yes. So there we have our first official word of We Think Collective it's business artists. Yeah. I, we really believe that. Entrepreneurs are artists, they're creatives. Um, just because they're not painting or making music doesn't mean that it's still not a creative act. And I think that's actually one of the the underlying values of We Think Collective is we talk about collaboration over competition. Um, and part of what that really implies is not that competition in and of itself is inherently bad, but that when we get into this mindset of comparing ourselves to other people and trying to compete with them and keep up with them, instead of, like you said, getting in tune with our own unique brand of genius and figuring out how to bring that forth as a creative and an artist, then we're just selling out. And it leaves us in this place of, it's like we did a boss lady piece about it. Like comparison is the thief of joy. And if you can really position and look at yourself as a business artist then it's like, hey, don't don't judge my process. I'm a create. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like comparing Picasso to Da Vinci. You just can't compare two artists' art ever, right? Ever, and that's the space that we want to create from. But we're also smart business owners too. True that. Okay, we we like building big business, and we like to be able to have a scalability of the business. So we thought about that also. Mm-hmm. And this is just my thought. At the end of the day, as an artist, when people buy your art, it's so dope. It's like really, when you really put your heart and your love into it and you see your art either in process, in work, or with a service that you just, it, it's amazing. That yeah. feeling is unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um, we went through quite a process of iteration in developing our business model for We Think Collective. And I think one thing that was super important to us was to embody and be the values that we were saying were important. And so trusting the process, staying in flow, um, giving the creative effort time to just unfold rather than trying to force it or push it. Um, it we really paid attention to our feelings as we were going. There were times where we would go down a path of a business model because someone would tell us, I would pay you for this. And we're like, okay, well, let's see what we can sell them then. And we'd go down that path. And then it's like, we'd come in the next day and be like, I feel really tired and like, like drained my energy, like just thinking about that business model. And we just resolved and committed to each other that we were going to keep working at it until we found a model that lit us both up and that aligned with our actual goals long-term, our, our vision for our lives individually and collectively, and that we felt really tapped into our own unique kind of genius. Like we basically were like, how could we take us and 
bottle it up and sell it. And that's kind of what we've created with We Think Collective, I think. I'm just saying. I think we're yeah, kind of um, it. <laughs> It's a big bottle, but it's a container full with a lot of love. So let's yeah. get into it. The first yeah. thing that We Think Collective offers is what I call our secret squirrel community. It's an exclusive invite-only membership community. And we're keeping it really small right now because yeah. we're in beta phase. You guys, we're going to be really transparent on this podcast with you because we feel that you're going to go on the journey with us. And hopefully. You know, hopefully. I'm praying you're going to still be there <laughs> from episode like one to episode 1000. If Yeah. And... It, we're in the beta phase of creating We Think Collective's yeah. membership. And this is the first stage where we, as business owners, understand to roll the dice, we want proof of concept first. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we're going to share with all our members as well. And we want to share with you, when you have an idea, how do you know people are even going to buy it or what if it's going to work? Or maybe you should do a first round and figure out what does or doesn't work. And that's where we're at. Yeah, you have to validate your product and yeah. the relevancy and de demand for it in the marketplace before you invest too much money creating a million prototypes and, you know, hiring a $50,000 lawyer and everything else. Yeah. So we have had the luxury and we afforded ourselves this freedom lifestyle to do that. Mm -hmm. And our first beta group will be roughly around 30 people mm -hmm. in our membership and with that, you get, we have programming for the week. Yeah, I'm not going to give you all of the details of what you get when you're a member because it is secret scroll right now and it is beta. But here's what I'll tell you. It's kind of like a private social club for women. Back in the day, men had those. There's one in downtown LA called the Jonathan Club that I believe still does not admit women as members. They, they're, um, they're everywhere. They, they've, they're prolific. They've been in existence since the beginning of business, I would imagine. And we just, as we were thinking about what women need and how to package this up, we were like, a private social club business model makes sense. It's kind of like a mix between an Equinox gym membership or like a Soho House club membership. But the difference being you go to this club to work on your mind, to work on your heart, to work on your business. And it's exclusively available to other women entrepreneurs. So you know who you're sharing space with. We've all made commitments to non-disclosure, to um, honoring one another, to non-judgment, just giving each other permission to be all of who they are. Um, and it's a cannabis-friendly space. It is. It's cannabis and rosé-friendly. Very. <laughs> I'm a whiskey girl myself, but I think, um, you know, the point is that we really wanted it to be a, a safe space and, and kind of truly like a container for a woman entrepreneur to be able to come in and have the kind of support she needs. Not necessarily, we're not your accountant, we're not your lawyer, we're your social club, like you need to invest in yourself to help you be successful in your business. Just like if you want to change your body, you need to invest in a trainer and a gym and a eating plan and all these other things or you don't have the transformation. If you're a business artist, if you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're building a business, you need to invest in yourself. You don't have to choose We Think Collective, but you should be investing in yourself in some way and making it a priority to ensure that you are supported fully, not just VC money support. Absolutely. And we are looking at you from when you start and doing measurement because we believe 
Heidi always used to tell me about KPIs and KPIs, <laughs> and she's in like media and advertising, and she's kept saying KPI. Oh, what's the KPI? And I'm like, what the heck is a KPI? And then she's all like, Key Performance Indicator, FYI. Yeah, FYI. I use that with now with my vendors. I'm like, what are the KPIs for this? But she anyway, <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> so we also know that there's got to be some tangibility to We Think Collective. And yeah. so we have created key growth indicators. Yes. Yes. For our members of We Think Collective. Should we share why we went with key growth instead of key performance? Yes. Um, here's why. Uh, if you read out on any of the things that are out there from female entrepreneurs who have received lots of funding, so the Sarah from Spanx, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ladies, the lady from Class Pass, I can't think of her name right now. But a lot of them, they talk about how when they go in the room with a room full of VCs, first of all, it's almost always men. Only 8% of VCs are women in the first place. So you're mm-hmm. pitching to a bunch of men for a business for women. And they're they're like, number one kiss of death is when they say, let me ask my wife about that. Because uh, <laughs> what if she's not in your demographic? Like not all women are the same. Hello. Um, number two, they were saying that women, and this is kind of backed up by, by data, um, women are judged on past performance, whereas men are often judged on their potential. And so these men are getting funding for their businesses because a, a man, they see, no offense, we love you guys, hope you give us money later, um, sees the potential in him. But when they look at a woman entrepreneur, they're looking at her past performance, her experience, not at her potential. And that's just something we've all had to deal with. Why do we have to look pretty every day? We can't just come out with no makeup and have you see our our beauty potential. We got to put the beauty on us. <laughs> we get judged on the actual performance, not the potential. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so we were like, I don't like this key performance indicator thing. It feels like it just perpetuates that like way of judging us. And I want to be judged on growth. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. I want to be judged on growth. I want to be judged on sustainability. Mm -hmm. I want to be judged on how many new jobs that I create in the market and help feed families. Yes. Like, I think that that's way more important a lot than your bottom line profitability. Yes. A lot of women that we've been talked to, they work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, right? Busting their ass. Dude, they're working their butts off. And if having a community will allow you to take back some of your freedom lifestyle. So mind you, your profit doesn't grow as big, but let's say you started working 10 less hours a week. Time is the only commodity that yeah. we really have. Let's be honest here. It's the one thing we have in common with Bill Gates. We yeah. both have 24 hours a day. Totally. And yeah. I want people to really realize how important that is. And it, it's like money, 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 money. I know so many amazing entrepreneurs that are now just traveling the world yeah. and doing their businesses around the world yeah. and still making money. Right. So what if you made ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars less this year? Right. And I think actually that is a huge part of what we hope to accomplish through We Think Collective. When we talked at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, everything that was happening in our society right now and kind of the breaking down of the old and rebuilding this new. One of the reasons why I started one of my previous businesses, Hollywood Hippie, was because I felt like working in corporate America, working in these these media companies, you see how everything about the business and their operational decisions is around showing a profit growth every single quarter. The stock market, everything's out there, the price, so much of it is based on are they showing quarterly growth? 
on profits. And that's like the only thing they're judging. I know stock market, there's P&E and blah, 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 all these other things. I'm not going to pretend I'm a stock broker or whatever. But it really does come down to bottom line. Are you growing your profits every single quarter? And they don't care if they need to fire people or cut corners and pollute the environment in order to show that growth on the paper, they will do that. And it's one of the things I feel like a woman would never do that. No. (laughs) We wouldn't do that. Like, why can't we redefine what success in business means and what measurements we should be looking at. And that's exactly what we're doing with, with these KGIs, the key, key growth indicators. KGI. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah. Yeah, right? Sounds KGI like a- 102. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we did create a list of different KGIs um, that we think are worth measuring. And we created a whole process for, uh, because it is a super secret scroll um, private members club, there's an application process. So if uh, somebody wants to become a member, they go to our website, we think collective.com. There's currently a waiting list, but you can still sign up and you can actually go ahead and do the application online. And what's interesting is the application was designed, one, to help us get to know you and know if you're ready to uh, both get and give value inside of the collective. But two, it becomes the very first sort of temperature check on where you are today. And little do our current members know, (laughs) they will be answering some of those questions again in three months, and they'll answer them again in six months. Because not just for our own selfish purposes that we want to be able to see the result of our product and the impact of our product and, you know, prove that it works so that we can sell it more and expand and, and grow to a global company, but also because sometimes we need to be reminded of how far we've come. Sometimes we get discouraged and we just need someone to be like, girl, when you first came in, you were working 80s hours a week. Now you're working 40 and you're actually making a little bit more money. Plus you're employing two people. That is progress. That is growth. Absolutely. And that's the kind of growth that makes our hearts be like, yes, so much yes, so (laughs) much yes. That's the love. That's the energy that we think Collective was born of. Mm -hmm. And we have a community online, a Facebook community. So you can join us on Facebook. Yes. It's open to everyone, men and women on our page. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we hope you follow us there and tune in to more of We Think Collective. Yes. Thank you. Bye.